that. It's it it's truly it's transformed into feeling like it was so much grief driving my story on oh I have to do this, I have to do good in this world, to you know, recognizing that it's about a balance. It really is. We're working in healthcare systems where there's really high burnout, there's a lot of grief and everything and all the patients that I've lost, you know, I, I know that they have a really special angel waiting for them up there. So yeah. I'm doing the work here to make a very meaningful life in full circle for everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone. This particular interview is literally an example of why I started this podcast. Every single person listening today is going to get something out of this episode. Doesn't matter if you're a mom, dad, nurse, student, medical, non-medical, you live in the States, down in Australia, the UK, Europe, doesn't matter. If you were trying to tread through this thing called life, you're going to get something out of today. I have been waiting to drop this episode. We actually recorded this back in January, February, and I was just waiting for a good time and I really feel like this is the time. I want to give this as a gift to every single one of you. So for those of you who are new to the show, my name is Tori Meskin. I am the founder of the Selfie Podcast, a platform dedicated to the amazing things going on here in the healthcare space. Today, you're going to hear from Brie Page, the velvet voice and practitioner behind Butterfly Beats. We're going to talk arts meets science today. Brie is a singer, songwriter, music therapist, and entrepreneur who helps me dive into the clinical use of music today. We address the physiological, physical, emotional, cognitive needs of every patient and person where Brie uses her indie folk velvet voice to reach everyone in a deeper way. We're really bridging the gap in healing today and we talk about Brie's journey to becoming a healer, the importance of music in all walks of life. I really, really love this episode and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did in recording. And so without further ado, let's dive in. This is going to be music to your ears today. Sitting across from me is this beauty. Nay, a gem, a gem of a human being. Brie Page, welcome to the studio. Thank you so much for having me, Tori. I'm so excited to be here today. Oh my gosh. So she is a music therapist extraordinaire. This is such a treat for me to have you in here today. We met, how many years ago was it now? I think it was almost three at this point. Yeah, I think so. And it's funny. So the way I met Brie originally was... I just remember distinctly, this was, you know, how many years ago I heard the voice of an angel coming from my patient's room. And I just remember walking in and this is, of course, where I met Brie and the rest is history. And we just formed this amazing friendship. And here I have you in studio today. I'm so excited for you to be here. Oh, so excited. It's going to be wonderful. So um, for those of you don't, who don't know, Brie um, is a, a music therapist. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So let's talk about your music just from a very like basic beginning. Like where did you, where did music start in your life? Where did you grow up? So I am, um, I've always sung. I've always sung. I know a lot of kids usually say like I came out of the womb singing and that wasn't me. I was actually really shy when I was little. And I did recognize that if I sang, I could 
you know, land a role in a musical or something like that. And I could be really humble, but also be a star. So kind of my way throughout. Um, And my family's really creative. My parents are both kind of designers and we always were singing and dancing growing up. I am one of three sisters and we always called them the Trey Bellas, the three beauties in Italian sort of for our family. And um, I'm the middle child. So my older sister, Nicole, got diagnosed with a really rare bone cancer when she was 10 um, called Ewing sarcoma. And I was eight when she got diagnosed and my younger sister was four at the time. So it was very close to my older sister. And um, she got diagnosed and she battled for two years and then lost her battle and passed away when she was 12 and I was 10. So that's a really young age to experience all of that stuff, obviously. Um, And my brain at the time was dealing with grief and, you know, grief does carry throughout your life. And Mm -hmm. it inspired me that, you know, I'm going to live the most beautiful life of meaning and singing got me through my life and has continued to do so. Yeah. Yeah. And she had a music therapist during her experience at, um, CHOP in Philadelphia, which Mm. I actually did my internship at for music therapy. And, you know, I, I knew I had to go there to, despite everyone telling me that's crazy, you shouldn't do that. That's really, you know, close to home. And I knew I had to go there to understand that I can do this work longitudinally. I feel like sometimes that's part of the healing process for some people, maybe, being able to directly do something that you feel like is, you know, healing and that, you know, you're kind of facing it, but in a way that's meaningful for you to carry on that person's legacy. And yeah. And, you know, as I've gotten older too, I've learned that, you know, I think a huge part of this was always inspired by Nicole and that exposure. She actually wrote a song called life is a celebration Mm. And yeah, so she wrote that with a music therapist. It was a poem of hers and um, the music therapist helped her create that. And that's what we call memory making. And, you know, she was, Nicole was such a, an angel in real life and everything. And we, I remember her looking at me once when I was singing, my heart will go on from Titanic in the basement and just like belting it with her. And like we were just dancing. That's a good one to everything. Yeah, I was so solid. <laughs> and um, she was like, she stopped me and she was like, "You have to promise me you're always gonna sing like that." And oh, wow. Yeah, and it's it it's truly it's transformed into feeling like it was so much grief driving my story on. Oh, I have to do this. I have to do good in this world. To you know recognizing that it's about a balance. It really is. We're working in healthcare systems where there's really high burnout there's a lot of grief and everything and all the patients that I've lost you know I I know that they have a really special angel waiting for them up there so yeah I'm doing the work here to make a very meaningful life in full circle for everyone I know personally um I've talked about this a little bit on my platform and burnout is a real thing especially in the healthcare setting ICUs I mean to be honest in any in any hospital setting, burnout is so real. And to have this as a supported um, modality is amazing. Are you classically trained? So classically trained for sure. But um, I was in a children's choir for my first, you know, 10 years of really training and then didn't know how to read music until I was already in an opera program. (laughs) 
and was just like, well, this feels right. And um, then went to Berklee College of Music and started to really understand, you know. So you went to Berkeley. Yeah. (laughs) Holy smokes. What was your degree in? So my degree was in music therapy with a minor in psychology. And I had a voice concentration. So I got in singing um, a Billie Holiday song. And wow. Yeah. Yeah. Which song was it? I'm trying to think about it. Uh, Oh, God bless the child. God bless the child. Yeah. So music therapy is an actual degree. Is that Mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. So music therapy is a relatively new field. um, And it is blossoming in a lot of ways. So it's under a... um, an arch of creative arts, expressive arts therapies. They're kind of called differently depending on where you're at. And under this umbrella are is dance, um, art, and music therapy. So all of those are considered to be creative art therapies. Yeah. So music therapy is something that you get a degree in from an accredited college, which I didn't know of initially. So I was trying to yeah. create my own major of opera singing and psychology. <laughs> <laughs> I was either going to be a music therapist or a museum curator coming out of high school. So those were my life paths. And then um, you have to go to an accredited school so that you're doing the right program so that you understand how to use music in a therapeutic way i see um and then i can tell you all about that so you go to an accredited school for music therapy okay as either a bachelor's or a a master's equivalency program and then you have to go through a bunch of practicums and then you um finish that school and then go for an internship for either six to nine months at an accredited program and then you sit for a board certification exam so we have certifications similar to licensures for music therapists that you have to be certified in I personally feel like something that I've really sort of niched down into is really marrying the idea of art and um, healing with western medicine yeah it's so important and it's really it's misunderstood because there's a lot of people out there that are you know doing such amazing work but the reason why we go get our degrees and spend so much money doing so is because it's the ethical promise if we're treating people if we're opening up those types of really sensitive situations you need to have a degree to back that so that you're aware i always think of it as you go to get trained because you create a toolbox as a music therapist so I pull out different tools depending on what each patient and client needs to meet them where they're at setting wise as like a practitioner where do you what role do you have in the hospital setting or what's your role as like a music therapist yeah so um their music therapists can work in a variety of different fields I have always been really in love with pediatric and psychiatric work And then I founded their neonatal intensive care program for music therapy, which was my ultimate dream. If you looked on my resume like five years ago that when I started, that was exactly what I wanted to do. And um, I love working with intensive care patients because the burnout for the staff is really high. So I think music therapy is really important for the team. And I also know that that is the most, you know, they need it the most in that situation. So yeah. my heart has always felt really compelled to work with them. And a lot of what I do yeah. um, is lower heart rates and raise oxygen saturations because when our body is at peace, we heal. Yeah, That's 
that's exactly how this works. That's sort of what I wanted you to dive into. And I love that you kind of hit it on the head. It's this is where, um, to me, the arts can meet the sciences. And um, there is actually quite a lot of evidence-based research out there Mm -hmm. with the benefits of music therapy. Also, even acupuncture, you know, there's a lot of new, we're bringing a lot of Eastern medicine thought into Western medicine, Mm -hmm. which I love. And I think that's where someone so talented as yourself is, is, we're so lucky to have someone like you in this industry. Thank you. And yeah, it's, it's fascinating because I was, um, I was exposed to music therapy at a young age and, you know, it's, it really depends on who your clinician is. We wear three different hats. So I'm a musician, I'm a clinician, and I'm also a therapist. So it's it's using that in a balanced way to be with the patient and client in every way possible to achieve those maximum goals. Can you talk a little about your range of patient, like the patients that you see, like what's the the range that you see or the situations that you may be seeing your patients? Yeah. So when I was working in the hospital, I um, worked with NICU babies that were preemies, so 25 weekers, which I absolutely love, um, and research backs that as well, and all the way up through their entire life. So I usually do 25 weekers to 25 year olds on kind of a situation. Love that. Um, a lot of my drive goes towards those more challenging situations, but that's because music is a very innate way, I think, in my personal experience, the most innate way to tap into healing. So I do work with a lot of critically ill patients and hospice and palliative care and all those things, but also so important too is a baby, a new baby born into two new parents and how difficult is that? And there's a lack of support for a lot of families going into this, whether you're in a hospital setting in a NICU or you just go home. Yeah. It's a lot of work, you know, and I've spent my whole life. I'm a cancer astrology wise. So I love babies. And (laughs) I mean, you're drawn to it. I'm completely drawn to babies and they can't talk yet, but they, they resonate with music because we hear sound as early as 16 weeks in the womb. Yes. That's 16 weeks gestation. So yeah, all of the things out there, you know? Yeah. That's one of the, I think that's something that, um, we get a lot of pretty often is the development of baby's senses Mm. and sound is definitely one of the first to develop yeah so they can hear it very 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 early yeah and I always the reason that I created a program so well um, and so fast for the NICU is because I always like to break it down into two facts we start hearing in the womb as early as 16 weeks And what we're hearing is our mom's heartbeat, which is rhythm. And we're also hearing the whooshing of the inner uterine lining, which sounds like an ocean. So all of us who use sound machines now to fall asleep and want to go back to the ocean and touch base with drums and rhythm, music therapy is founded that innately in our body. And there's research out there that you bring a music therapist to a zoo and a monkey will be attracted to what's going on because it's rhythm. We walk, we talk, we breathe because of rhythm it's all sound and vibrations that's amazing so can you talk me through sort of the nitty-gritty the daily of what it's like to be a practitioner in the hospital setting so for me being in the hospital um, I created a balance of making sure my 
nurses, my team, my OTs, PTs, speech therapists, everyone, um, my physicians understood how to best use me as a resource because we're a referral-based program, which means that I, there's so many kids in the hospital and there's one of me. So in order to see the patients that truly need the most help, everyone typically would be referred for music therapy. They can always benefit. Um, but in a hospital setting, you go for the most, you know, the most sick, unfortunately, or the ones that are having a really hard time or a really long hospital stay. So I was seeing around eight to 10 patients a day, which is quite a lot, but I had a caseload of around 40 patients. So I so, need to make for, it work. For many of you listening, that's a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a, a lot. lot. And something that made it so worthwhile and everything is the interdisciplinary team. That's huge because without understanding what I'm doing, people often refer to music therapists as entertainers or musical people or, you know, oh, this is fun, but like, what have you ever considered doing this for real kind of a thing? Yeah. And patients' families have said that to me where, you know, I was I was with a patient in the um, cardiac unit and the CBICU and they were like, your voice is so beautiful. Have you ever thought to do this professionally? <laughs> Speaking of which. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, well, I wouldn't be here singing for you right now if, you, if I was doing this professionally. But yeah. Um, yeah, so the day always ranges if I, and it, I really rely on my physicians and my team of nurses to understand which of them need the referral the most and then base the frequency of visits off of that and goals. So I would attend um, the doctor's meetings, the roundings, gain referrals that way, work with the team and then go off and be the woman walking around with a guitar on my back and instruments in my arms to each and every room that I yeah. could. That's how I picture you. Yeah. Walking into my patient's room with all of your your box of goodies mm-hmm. and your guitar. Yeah, exactly. And you never know what you're going to walk into, which is why I love working in hospitals and I love doing this job because we're creative arts therapists. So I could walk into a room where a baby is, you know, getting extubated for the first time. And I'm so proud that by the end of me being at that program that I built, the physicians knew to page me for that because that baby mm-hmm. has been hearing me sing the songs that the parents preferred, you know, during their pregnancy. So maybe I'm playing an old Eagle song, but making it into a lullaby. And then as he's extubated, which is traumatic, mm-hmm. a second later, he's fine because he's like, oh, cool, Bree's here, kind of a thing. Yeah. And music has that really positive learning and redirecting from any stage of our life, whether you're a baby going through trauma, you're in your midlife trauma, or even at end of life trauma, you will remember the music that you're hearing in those phases before it. Yeah. Are there, do you know programs, this is maybe off the cuff question, yeah. around the country other than, because I do think children's hospitals are very supportive of mm-hmm. this particular therapy. Do you know of other institutions or other places or settings where music therapy is being used more often or where it's being sort of um, utilized more? Yeah. I think that it's absolutely growing and everything and the old wave of music therapists tended to be we music is better than medicine which is a lot like many um you know practices start off but that's not helping us so this whole interdisciplinary team mentality is huge and it's honestly gr- like groundbreaking so during my training at Berkeley I did five practicums which is required throughout 
psych hospitals, um, which a lot of them were adult psych and then special education is huge. That's a big resource. Music therapists are being in for special education schools. Um, and also out here on the West coast veterans, veterans completely benefit from music therapy and that's all because of the rhythm. So if you think about the sound off and the, you know, the roll call, you can change that Mm -hmm. into something that's less traumatic words wise and develop some type of levity towards it because there's so much PTSD and trauma that happens for that yeah um I my personal life was impacted by children's hospitals early on and that's why I've been so inspired by it for forever but I also at this phase you know starting my private practice really love targeting a wider range of the community just understanding that there really is no artist and music therapy advocate out there that is thriving and getting this amazing message and word and is science driven let's dive into that a little bit because so something we had talked about prior um prior to the show was is the development of your private practice which i'm very thrilled about can you dive into that a little bit because i know selfishly i've heard you many times and i've actually shared you on my uh, instagram several Mm -hmm. times um throughout our little our journey together but you started this practice. So can you talk a little bit about that and the development of, yeah. development of that situation? Absolutely. So my private practice is called Butterfly Beats Music Therapy and Holistic Healing. Awesome. Um, it is absolutely stemmed from my overflowing passion for music therapy and my realization that after being at the hospital for two years, there is a hole and a gap that music therapy is not reaching all these patients. Again, those new moms... Um, those kids that can't play sports that season because maybe they were diagnosed with an eating disorder or broke a limb or something like that. A great resource for these kids and for these everyone in all lifespan is music therapy. You know, we can do songwriting for new babies Mm -hmm. and you could even do it for a really cute gift of, you know, new parents and something like that as a baby shower. Newlyweds, amazing. Customized songwriting is a huge thing that I... um, am advocating for i am so obsessed with this because for anyone who has been with me and loves the backstory of tips from tori i love custom Mm -hmm. personalized things that's just yeah when you're gift giving i think that's genius yeah and i love it it's like my favorite thing and when i was at the hospital i was writing so many lullabies with these new parents because i just i'm wired to think that way and that's what created butterfly beats is it's meeting everyone where they're at. I have such an incredible gift of my voice singing wise. I've yes. always had that. I've always had so much gratitude for it. And you have a velvet, <laughs> velvet voice. I'm not Thank kidding. You. Like you guys, it's insane. Thank you. But I love the idea because I, and I do remember there was a couple times you actually created, um, and I don't want people to think lullaby and think like there's just this one um, entity of it. Mm-hmm. You go into like some rock jams yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. You're all over the board. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And I mean, I love that too because I it's it's amazing. Like everyone has music preferences and like yeah. you really have to be creative in this realm. And for myself to personally not get bored, but also to meet these parents, you know. It's an interesting thing to see someone walk in as a clinician with a guitar on their back. And in order to develop trust, you have to build rapport and everything like that, which is one of my favorite parts of meeting new clients is how can I help you? How can I yeah. really help you in ways that 
other things can't. And there is a line where obviously Western medicine is so important, but this exciting new phase of healthcare of bridging this gap is we can only go so far with Western medicine. So where, where do you go from there? How do you provide comfort? How do you provide continuity of care to home? And yeah. that is huge. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like there's this there's this little piece that you touch that we physically can never touch it. Yeah. I'm thinking specifically in my head of I have a couple patients that you and I had worked on where literally you walk in with the guitar and the minute you started playing this baby's heart rate would just go mm-hmm. down. It was amazing. It's just watching babies who are you know i'm talking trachs g-tubes life support um it you have this astounding voice and this energy even more the energy i feel like it's energy where you just have this thing where you're able to walk into a room and really affect the patient directly physically Mm, yeah thank you and that that is like my greatest joy is providing that so that technique is called rhythmic entrainment And rhythmic entrainment is the use of matching the tempo of a heart rate and then manipulating it where you want to go. So when I do my sound healing through my private practice as well, what I'm doing is I'm actually watching people breathe and I'm latching onto that heart rate in a really repetitive way and I'm bringing them down where I want to go. It's amazing. And it's amazing because it's like our brains latch onto rhythm in a crazy, amazing way that is science-based. Um, but the energy wise of it is, I just, I truly believe that. I mean, I, it's interesting all the times I've been asked to like explain things and how you do it, but there is such a sense of you have to, it's nothing is about me when I walk into my rooms and work with patients. It's all about that patient. And that's, that's how you make them trust you. A little baby is so vulnerable. You know, those parents are so vulnerable. I'm not a mom yet. And yet I feel very compelled to work with these new moms and parents because I think they're all worthy and deserve someone to just listen and have that advocate on their side of, I know they haven't slept in 12 hours because there's a lot going on, but let's try something. Let's, let's take a Beyonce song and make it into a lullaby-fied Brie version and perfect. The baby loves it, you know, or the Eagles. Yeah. Or everything. I mean, we've done so much like Coldplay, Michael Jackson. I mean, just Corinne Bailey Ray was a huge one. We yeah. had a baby together and she loved put your records on. And You've I done some that. really fun um, remix moments. Yeah. I and I like. love to keep it exciting for that because yeah. I do think of the team, you know, and just I, it doesn't have to be all Twinkle Twinkle and, you right. know, Mc, Old McDonald and everything. Those songs are great for developmental levels, but Nikki babies and also anyone who's not a Nikki baby and older, they don't want to hear those songs all the time. Yeah. We have such a vast range of songs out there and songwriting is one of my favorite tools because let's just make our own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of customize it. I'm really excited because I actually would, uh, can we indulge our audience here and listen to, I don't know, something that you would love to share with the world a little bit. Yeah, I'd love to. I want everyone to hear how amazing she is because your voice and your musical talent is insane. So let's, let's do this. Yay. You 
broken down and tired Living life on a merry-go-round And you can't find the fighter But I see it in you so we're gonna walk it out And move those mountains And I'll rise up, rise like the day I'll rise up I'll rise unafraid, I'll rise up Do it a thousand times again And I'll rise up, rise like the waves I'll rise up In spite of the ache, I'll rise up and I'll do it a thousand times again For you For you oh, For you Just for you When the silence is in quiet Feels like it's getting hard to breathe And I know you feel like crying But I promise we'll take the world to its feet And move those mountains We're gonna walk it out And move those mountains Oh, those mountains And I'll rise up Rise like the day I'll rise up I'll rise unafraid, I'll rise up And I'll do it a thousand times again And I'll rise up High like those waves, I'll rise up in spite of the ache I'll rise up And I'll do it a thousand times again Cause all we need, all we need is hope And for that we have each other And for that we have each other And we'll rise, we'll rise we will rise And for that we have each other And I'll rise up Rise like the day I'll rise up Rise unafraid I'll rise up And I'll do it a thousand times again For you That was stunning. Thank you. You literally bring a tear to my eye. Like, I don't even know why I'm crying, but it was so good. Um, so if someone wanted to hear your your beautiful voice, what's the best way to find you? Just curious. 
Yes. Before we dive into more, but well, I go by Brie Page, and um, that's my artist name as well. So I have an EP out on Spotify and all listening platforms called Free the Bull, and um, that is out for everyone to enjoy and listen to. As well as my website for music is Brie Page Music. I've played your EP a couple times on my. I, I love your Thank music. You. It's absolutely stunning. It's amazing. I personally feel like you know we all are looking for something to sort mm-hmm. of help heal and you know who doesn't want to you know feel better and vibe all the uh, you know yeah all this happy good vibes I feel like you're all this warm yummy goodness so I feel like that's wonderful have you always had this voice I yes it's funny listening to like you know like technology wasn't that huge when I was just born, you know, I was out there, but we don't have as many things recording me singing back then. But there is one video that I actually discovered of this old talent show and hearing my voice again, it was like so sweet and so meek and everything. So (laughs) I think you grow into your voice. I'm a huge advocate and I love doing, you know, teaching voice and helping everyone to understand how to use their voice because I believe everyone has a voice to use it's not going to be my voice and it's not going to be your idol's voice because it's your voice. And that's why I started taking steps away from opera was that a lot of teachers were saying, we want you to sound like the greats. And I was like, I want to sound like my great. I want to discover what my voice develops into. Um, And I've always learned by ear. And then being part of a choir was a really fun social thing. We toured internationally, which was a huge, um, amazing opportunity that my parents were able to give me and you know that Mm -hmm. confidence Mm -hmm. and there's so many platforms I mean I was doing American Idol for a little bit and things like that but what I genuinely love is just discovering how my voice has matured over the years and how it is my sound now what would if you had to put yourself in a category what category do you feel like you would be yeah I I definitely think I'm indie folk soul artist and um, the EP itself is inspired a lot from, you know, Bonnie Vare, Sylvanesso kind of vibes, but also in a very ambient way. And I work with this amazing producer. Her name's Lily Burns. And I, we both met at Berkeley College of Music and then rekindled years later out here. And it's just such a universal thing that happened that I'm just so happy about Free the Bull being such a authentic presence of my sound at this point and it's amazing how much you change in a couple years so at this point I'm like I am Brie Page and I I have had so many people love and support and encourage me throughout this whole process so that has been the drive of why to even release music and perform from going from a really shy little girl to okay like it's selfish of me to not share so now I need to share can we hear a little piece of free yes absolutely this is actually um, the first song that I wrote for Free the Bull. It's called Daylight. That's beautiful. Yeah. I spend so much time in my bed Trying to escape all the demons in my head I know I've been sleeping all my days away But it's the only way to avoid my mistakes Some days I fight 
to open my eyes Because the sheets are warm and safe from surprises I know I've overstayed my welcome In this land of dreams that I've created Get up sometimes It's just so hard to face the daylight I'm sorry I pick so many fights It's just so hard to face the daylight Mama's been shouting, I can hear her through the door Close the dirty wrinkles rolled out on the floor Coffee's in the kitchen getting bitter by the second Clock's ticking with resentment We have to get up sometimes Even if we can't stop crying I'm sorry I picked so many fights It's just so hard to face the daylight And if you think I could be better Tell me how and I'll try I can't hardly remember Last time I wanted to go outside We have to get up sometimes Even when we can't stop crying I'm sorry I picked so many fights It's just so hard It's just so hard it's just so hard, it's just so hard to face the daylight I just can't know how amazing you are. <laughs> Is there something um, you would like to myth bust about your profession? Is there anything yes. that you feel like you want to like set the st the record straight i guess all right before we dive into that i want to get specific about what i'm wearing majority of my home time is yoga pants and the other part is jeans and barn boots but my work life is scrubs i've been a barco uniforms girl since day one from the fit tailored look fabric feels and longevity this is the only brand i have worn throughout my nursing career I'm partial to the Grey's Anatomy line, and let's get micro on this, specifically their signature line. That is my go-to. I'm also a huge fan of the newer Edge line. It is very sleek. Barco Scrubs has been curating scrubs since 1929, a 91-year company. How many companies can you say have been around for 91 years? If you're interested in joining the Barco Brigade today, head over to www.barcouniforms.com forward slash stores to find a retailer near you. Thank you, Barco, for your paid partnership. And let's get back to the show. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So 
music therapists. We are board certified music therapists. Um, since moving to the West Coast, I met a lot of amazing sound healers and we get confused. Um, and I always delicately kind of straighten it out, but I would love to straighten out the fact that music therapy is the clinical use of music. So we use music therapy to reach non-musical goals, which means that we are addressing physiological, physical, cognitive, emotional goals um, to reach things that are going to span throughout their lifespan. So whether that may be learning how to walk again after a stroke, learning how to eat again after a G-tube, learning how to entrain to breastfeeding, learning how to songwrite your feelings out kind of things. So it's a lot larger than sound healing is. Um, sound healing is this microcosm of one aspect to it, which is so holistic. And I love that aspect because yeah. I'm, you know, I do Reiki and I do yoga and I do sound healing and sound baths, but music therapy is the clinical use of music. And that is huge for people to understand because with that backing is how we get our profession into those critical care units and those places and being backed by insurance. Psychologists weren't backed by insurance for a very long time and still, you know, so I love to set that straight of sound healing being an aspect of music therapy and music therapy being on the same caliber as speech therapy, occupational therapy, um, everything like yeah. that. It's very much in the same line of work. Yeah. Or being respected in that same line of work. Yeah. Scientifically. I mean, it's it scientifically is and the research is how we get it to be efficacy based and that evidence wise. And that's how that's why we go to school for so long and get our degrees and have our own board certification and everything. I will say as much as I so it's funny because I there's only one B page to me and I feel like your energy is is so profound. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Do you have any advice to someone who's trying to maybe get into this line of work mm -hmm. or maybe some tips to yeah. someone who, you know, is trying to dive into this a little bit? Absolutely. And I'm I'm very passionate about that too because it's a hard field to navigate. Um, especially because I started off trying to create my own major and didn't even know you have to go for an accredited program. Um, and it is, so the American Music Therapy Association is AMTA, and that's a great resource. But from my own personal experience, I think that you really have to be so passionate about this job that you're going to accept all of the hardships that come with it. When you walk around a hospital, everyone sees you as this happy person who walks around with the guitar and is, they always say you're the fun person and they have no idea if you're walking out of a patient's room that just passed or if you're walking out of a patient's room that just had its last chemo and they're ready to go home so you have to have a really really thick skin to do this work and also a heart that is going to drive your work on an everyday basis it's very self-motivated work um that's why my passion stemmed into creating Butterfly Beats is to serve as an example of how we can create such an amazing next level to music therapy. And that's what I'm driven by is, you know, taking all of those things that you learn during school and then also being at a point to accept how healthcare systems work yeah. and then making it just family-centered, patient-centered care and sticking to that. So... I think that's a big battle for a lot of us, not, yeah. you know, um, feeling like, 
you know, you're in the industry of helping people and Mm -hmm. sometimes you're feeling frustrated that we're not, it's not always serving people the the best way. Right. And so you're really trying to bring a light to that and you're providing that resource. And I think to me, what I love is now people have more access to you. Yes. So you're based in the Southern California area. Mm -hmm. Um, What is your current, like, as far as if someone wanted to contact you, reach you, um, what are some services that you provide now or things like talk a little bit about your business and that kind of thing? Yeah. So butterflybeatstherapy.com is the website to see that. And then also uh, butterflybeatstherapy at gmail.com is how to reach me best. And um, I see clients throughout Orange County and LA in person and then can do a lot of my services like customized songwriting throughout the world because we can do virtual sessions and I love that resource. So my primary things I do are in-person, either individual or group music therapy sessions. So they don't have to be with babies. They can be with everyone out there. So if you have a child that is needing some extra TLC and is having a hard time coping with middle school, it's a great resource. Maybe I come in and I teach him how to play guitar or her how to play piano or something like that. Mm. And music is something that isn't isolated to one part of our brain. It's actually all over our brains. And because of that, we're creating these neural networks that just expand every other ability that we have. So if someone's having speech development issues and you bring a music therapist into that situation, you're going to be working on speech. You're going to be working on fine and gross motor. You're going to be working on positive development to continue to go and also working with the parents. So I love my individual sessions and also group sessions are great for um, pretty much everyone who needs a group outlet for creativity. So it could be a drum circle, a drum, a song circle. It could be a songwriting circle. Um, I love to pair with my yoga community and do live music meditations where you get to lay down on a yoga mat for an hour and I sing songs based off of the theme of what we're processing and it's amazing you know I should give a precursor that most people cry when I sing but I think it's like (laughs) that's my job you know agreed (laughs) yeah beautiful and it's just it's a cathartic release you know and I love to give that opportunity because we don't get that enough. No, we don't. For those who are unfamiliar with um, the music industry, can you explain your EP and like what an EP is one and two a little bit more about this release? Yeah. So an EP is an extended play, um, which is basically a mini album, which a lot of artists have decided to start doing because it's quality over quantity at this point of, you know, you want to find your sound and you want to present yourself in that way. So mine's been a whole journey for years now. And I actually started free the bull, um, to just have something when I'm 90 to be like, Oh, I did it. Great. And then I started showing it to people and they're like, Oh, we love this. So yeah, releasing it is this amazing adventure, but also the music industry side of it is, you know, music industry. So I run this line of healthcare industry and music industry, and both of them are pretty challenging and um, with that wise, I promote it and then it goes into all of these listening platforms, which is much different than the artists back in the day where you pr- like press a bunch of vinyls and do yeah. a lot of CDs and you just sell them. So it's amazing because it can be streamed everywhere, um, but it's also a lot of my own promotion and just, you know grassroots baby yeah exactly which is where I strongly believe in you know the industry 
has a lot of trouble for you know not really respecting female artists and independent artists and getting stuck with the label and things like that so who knows where this will all take me but I am very strong in believing that as far as my music continues to go my music therapy advocacy will go with it so I I hope that's in my life stars to align where are you streaming where is your your platform on on all of them so they'll be on spotify they'll be on apple music they'll be on itunes everything out there pandora so yeah and it'll all be under brie page and um free the bull will be under that and then i continue to release songs too and also through the brie page music website Okay, wonderful. Do you have another piece that you'd like to share? Sure. Yeah, I'd also love to add, because you asked about um, advice, and I think a huge thing looking back on my training is that I had amazing role models that were, you know, I did my internship in Philadelphia at the Children's Hospital there, which was challenging because my sister had been treated there, and they were actually the first one to say, I was so gung-ho oncology. I was like, oncology, oncology. And then they were like, let's put you in the NICU. And because of that, I got to be the first intern allowed as a music therapy student in their NICU, which was huge. And that inspired doing the whole NICU at Chalk and everything in Orange County. And I feel like it's interesting, too, because in the NICU specifically, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of research had initially, and I feel like was really going towards minimal stimulation to our our uh, micropremium population. And it's interesting because we're sort of myth busting in certain ways i Mm -hmm. think there is as you spoke to earlier there are certain ways to introduce really positive music along with touch yeah to our micro preemie population Mm -hmm. and you seem to hit it right on the head yeah and it's all about that simplicity so you know the the heartbeat rhythm is love dub dub so it's one two three so using songs that the parents listen to while they were pregnant and then changing that song into a very simplified simple intervallic wise music for babies to digest they follow it rhythmic Mm -hmm. rhythmic and vibrations and on an energy level which i do believe in you know that that energy transference is so real because we know that skin to skin with moms doing kangaroo care is so amazing so add a music therapist in that room during that first time of skin to skin or first time breastfeeding the moms relax the baby feels that relaxation everyone's heartbeat lowers i don't think we value that enough it's interesting to kind of tie this into at least my platform on the podcasting i'm such a big believer in energy transference and this is why i wanted to do these types my my hope is to keep all these interviews in person because mm-hmm. I, i'm a big believer in seeing the whites of your eyes mm-hmm. transferring that energy that positivity and there's just no other way to explain it besides having that that positive energy that positive vibes i mean that's why we tell parents you know being present at the bedside is of the utmost importance and you know and you're sort of hitting it on the head with your music and the repetition of those of these beautiful lullabies and you know sort of the importance of of all of these things and yeah. bringing that into the hospital setting yeah and it's a gift honestly i it's a trusting on everyone's level you know yeah. to allow me to to be in that room at those vulnerable times and there's a 
technique in music therapy called the ISO principle, which is what I pretty much live by. And any good music therapist, I hope, would live by this. And it's meeting the patient where they're at. And in our line of work, that's meeting a lot of people in the room where they're at. You, A lot of it's environmental music. I can hear beeps in a room going off and change my tempo to mask those beeps of the room so it's not as distracting. And, you know, I give a lot of credit to everyone on the team because without each other, how are we supposed to treat with our whole hearts and our whole integrity when we have so many patients and we have so many different families and I'm not in control of administering the medicine that cures them, but yeah. I can heal and yeah, I can, definitely I know can. how that works. And that's what inspires me to be every day. It's wonderful. Thank you. Well, I'd love to share with you. This is the first song I ever wrote. Um, it'll be released separately from the EP, but it's called sweet sister. Crying 
Thank you so much. We're going to link all of your um, information in our show notes. Perfect. But I think if there's something valuable I can give to people, it's, it's the gift that you have. Mm-hmm. Like, this is such a gift. Thank you. It really is. If you are a nurse listening, if you are a family member with someone in the hospital, if you are someone who's going through something, I highly recommend you uh, seeking out Bree's music. It's absolutely wonderful. It's very healing. I feel like your energy is just fabulous and everyone can benefit from a piece of your music and what you have to give. Can you provide a resource, a book, a podcast, a Netflix that you like a resource for our listeners? Yes, I, my life has been inspired this past year by the book, You're a Badass. And yeah, it's a book by Jen Sincero. And it is, I picked it up at the airport once, you know, creative minds, creative books always. And this book is, it just hit all the chords. There's so many people out there that don't think they have a voice they want to sing they hear me sing and they're like I want that and it's just it's believing in your power and working hard to get what you know your worth is that's a good one yeah okay I love that thank you so much for coming in studio with us today Brie I really appreciate it thank you so much I mean I absolutely love sharing and I'm so blessed to have this gift through my life and your little one here we have yeah. we, she has a dog here that we, we haven't even heard from but what's your puppy's name her name is maybelline and she's a therapy dog so she comes to sessions with me which is just so wonderful i mean she's 10 months and she's sitting here yeah. like the most perfect you guys haven't even heard of her yet but no. she's wonderful she's beautiful yeah i mean she's why wonderful. not life can be so challenging and i really believe that we should pack it with all of the good and all of the healing powers possible. Yeah, I agree, which is why I really wanted to have you on here today. And I hope you guys enjoyed today's interview with Miss Brie Page. Thank you so much, Brie, for coming on today. For anyone interested in working with Brie, whether it's for music therapy, music lessons, songwriting, meditation, healing in some way, head over to her website, butterflybeatstherapy.com. You can also find her on Instagram at Brie Page Music. That's B-R-I-E-P-A-I-G-E Music. My cousins and I have actually been doing some Zoom guided meditation sessions with Brie. And honestly, I feel like it's something that's been helping me so much throughout this time. So thank you so much, you guys, for listening. I truly value your time and look forward to bringing you more selfie shows. In order to support the show, please head over to rate and review the show. Let me know what you guys thought. I really want to hear from you. I also have some exciting news. We have started with some small selfie swag. So leave your Insta handle in the review and I will send over some some of our super cute stickers and selfie badge reel featuring Selena, our selfie icon. Be sure you're following us on our Insta at C-E-L-L-F-I-E underscore podcast. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. You can find all of our episodes on www.tipsfromtori.com and head down to those show notes, you guys. Check out all the information about our guests and our sponsors. And thank you so much for listening. Catch you guys next time.